0: me the issue.
1: am covering the icon issue. I got yeah, I got Hi guys, Hi. welcome to another episode of I Got Problems. Thank you so much for visiting our you know podcast. We appreciate it. For those of you who listen every week. Thank you, because you're like our biggest fans, basically. Um, <laughs> if you are listening for the first time and this is your first episode, make sure you take a listen to the rest of the episode. Um, this episode might be a little serious. So we, we have much funnier <laughs> and much kind of relaxed conversations. We have topics on fetishes, relationships, dating, paying for dates. It's all here. Just scroll down and you're not scrolling too far. Yeah. Um, so you'll find it. So um, thanks in advance. And, of course, share with anyone who will listen. And if you have podcast friends, because I'm finding out lately that like, a lot of people have podcasts. I love it. We out here, y'all. You know, I was sitting here like,
0: every time I go somewhere, it's always like, oh, I have a podcast. And I'm like, oh, tell me more. Like, I think that was like the thing of 2020. People just got bored at home. It's like, I want to share my opinions. Yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty much. And, and I was looking for a perfect time. And being home in the pandemic was a perfect time to so just start something. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the LLC Twitter for <laughs> Literally.
0: <laughs> I was one of them, not gonna yeah, If you're not
1: doing anything, you need to start your own business. Do blah 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 blah. If you didn't, you're useless. That's LLC Twitter for you. But guys, mm-hmm. you're not useless. It's perfectly okay to take a mental health day and just do what you need to do. Sometimes just doing checking stuff off your list is enough. You don't mm-hmm. have to start a whole business. Okay, but Running a business is hard too. Um, yes. So, uh, we have one review. We received from Theme Podcast, and it's a pretty long one, so I'll, I'll read half of it. Um, it says, you know I've been listening to you all since day one, yeah. and love, love, love your podcast, and support you've given me. <laughs> but on this one, I gotta disagree. It's <laughs> okay. I like, disagreeing. He was like, I think everyone just has what they're attracted to. Mm. Um, this was on our preferences and discrimination episode, and he goes, um, I think everyone has what they're attracted to, which becomes their preferences. The way, like, 99% of women have a preference for tall men, I would say like 99% of men like slim to medium-sized women. I, I would agree with that, you know. But I also think societal standards. Um, right. I would. He said I would argue women are harsher in that a man cannot change his height. <laughs> a woman can change her weight. Yeah, it seems to be done <laughs> for saying, I, say I like slim thicker. so. Um, yeah, so the, the conversation kind of goes on from there, and um, he does explain, you know, the whole colorism and how some things are controllable and not controllable, but mm-hmm. I still stand by the fact that when you start to treat people negatively based on things that cannot change, mm-hmm. that you're discriminating against them. Thank and there you. are some things where people, like when we have the black um, videos where we, the black man will come out and say, oh, I don't like black women because blah 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 blah, and they speak all these negative things, and it's like, nobody asks you if you right. don't like black women, that's fine, your preference is non-black women, so go for that but when you come and start saying negative things then you literally make it our problem exactly so it starts to make us look bad and then now we have to say something about it and now it becomes like some internet war and it's a whole thing so Mm -hmm. I stand by what I said in terms of you discriminate on people when you treat them like trash when you're prejudiced when you start going above and beyond to make a point when all you could just say is I don't like this one thing and that's that move on that's right. all you have to do. So um, and it goes into the workplace too. You're discriminated based on your color, based on your race, based on your hair. Mm-hmm. When you cannot get a job, you cannot start a life, you cannot move on in your you know future right. and your career. Then it's you I mean, that's literally your entire your livelihood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's no. like that isn't fair. Um, but you know we appreciate the comment and the sentiment. So please yes. take a listen and yes, let us know how you feel on every episode on the IG on the Twitter. On the page, I mean, you can leave this voice message, I believe, on the podcast through Anchor. So talk to us, we talk back. So, you know. Um, And yeah, this episode this week is Church Hurt. And it's literally experiences people have had um, Mm -hmm. with... Basically, being churchgoers and being Christian. And there are many different religions that can also relate to you know, being church. Um, but we, because we're Christians, so it's, it's church because we
0: go to church. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe if, we had, if we went to mosque, we would be like, mosque hurt or something. Yeah. But, so, I mean, yeah. this, we're speaking, like, you know, because we're Christians from our experiences. But by all means, if you relate to it uh, based on whatever religion uh-huh. that you are, Muslim, Hindu, whatever. Yeah. Please like don't feel that we're excluding you because yep. we're all involved no, we're, not. we're not some of us uh you know have some kind of a religion that we adhere to so. yeah so, this is for everybody yep pretty much so i will read some um
1: main pointers and then i will let Annabelle read the facts and then we'll discuss some things mm-hmm. and our personal experiences with being both african and uh churchgoers and also having super i'm guessing religious parents mm-hmm. um it, which is i feel like it's a hand-in-hand thing you have. Immigrant um, mm-hmm. parents and they tend to be super religious. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they needed religion to get them through the tough times or because it's, it's, it's a practice. I, it's more
0: like, oh, I grew up with this, so you have to grow up yeah, with this. Yeah.
1: And sometimes it can yeah. be a little forceful because you grow up into your own. You know, and you want to find who you are and mm. then you're kind of restricted because your family is like, no, no, you are. Mm. You know, I've seen a lot of Christians convert to Muslim and Muslims convert to Christians at a certain age. It's like right. they realize this religion is not really for me, so mm. why have I been, you know, in this mix? And you realize, wait a minute, it's because my New family is exactly. You don't really have a choice. Yeah. Um, so what is church hurt? So church hurt, basically the term, it refers to pain, what? What the heck is this? <laughs>
0: Pain, pain. Is it uh, pain sometimes inflicted? Oh, by so there's religious... a space. Okay, hold on <laughs> a second. It's okay. You can start over. All right.
1: <laughs> I was about to be like I was really gonna read it as one word. Okay. So so what is church hurt? The term church hurt actually refers to pain that sometimes inflicted by religious institution. A pain that distances sufferers from their communities and from God. It's be, pretty much the reason why people tend to leave church. It's the reason I left two churches actually, um, and it's. We're going to discuss what are some things that you can do to overcome it. We, to me, I'm struggling to figure that out myself. So I'll offer whatever insights I have. But honestly, I don't even know if I have answers. But reason why people leave, I can definitely speak from first experience of just being somebody who wants to believe in God or wants to keep believing in God and strengthen my faith. And then you end up in a church where that's not their priority. It's Mm. it's like they're... African churches. Profit ministry, <laughs> oh where you have
0: like uh pastors in the South, like Creflo Dollar, who oh has gosh. ATMs oh at his church and a non tithers board. And they have like uh, things like that. They'd be like sponsoring <laughs> pastor's test. jets. And it's like, where are you going?
1: You gonna take me? <laughs> Am I gonna be on that jet too?
0: Meanwhile, people are struggling. Their congregation is struggling to buy groceries. And, and i have always told some type of way when a pastor has a lot,
1: a lot more than the their own do the
0: thing i'm calling you out i don't care oh my gosh i will never forget the freaking hurricane when yo the hurricane harvey tore through texas and he's talking about oh my church is underwater meanwhile <laughs> <laughs> honestly i don't even know what to say but i like
1: i'm I embarrassed for all christians and it really sucks because this is what makes people become atheists. this is what makes people say forget mm-hmm. it i'm out you can keep the church mm-hmm. this is not for me But being a Christian, being a black Christian, a Nigerian Christian specifically, church was really focused on, if you're listening, you hear me, I would say Shakara. It was focused on, Mm -hmm. Shakara means like, outdoing each other. It was basically focused on people dressing good to look good in church. Mm -hmm. You know, wearing their their latest head tie, their newest outfit. I will never forget how many times my mom would always say, you're going to church, you have to pick the nicest outfit you've got recently because you have to go over and show it off in church. You're, you're wearing this outfit because it looks nice. I'm like, I can wear this outfit literally anywhere, but nowhere was as important as church. Nowhere. You are wearing this nice outfit. And Easter Sunday, the biggest day of them all in the church. World. I mean, I feel like Easter Sunday is the exception.
0: <laughs> like, let's be honest. Easter Sunday, you gotta come in your best. But I definitely totally relate because I don't know what it is. It'll always be some African girls Um, that would post, like, their Sunday outfit and have a Bible verse at the top of the post. Why? (laughs) What is the reason? There was a time when Instagram used to be filled with... But what's the reason? (laughs) I'm on my Cardi B. I really don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really frustrating
1: (laughs) and sad because I really want to... It's like I found myself actually Mm -hmm. teaching myself how to stay within, like, you know... The community without the help of the community mm-hmm. it sucks because it's like i want to go to church yes broken people go to church hurt people go to church mm-hmm. pain toxic people go to church we're going to church to get better church yes. is filled with a lot of broken people absolutely you cannot go to church and think that you're going to walk out of there perfect you walk in there and it's a continuous like work you have to keep doing it yeah. on yourself that doesn't require anybody
0: to be perfect. exactly so, yeah, yeah church is it really a hospital it program. really
1: pains me when you walk into an african church because that's my experience specifically and they look at you like you're out of place mm-hmm. like excuse me if i was to wear jeans to church to an African church, mm-hmm. and I will call out Redeemed Church, yes, because everybody knows this. In fact, there are so many standing jokes that are being made about the Redeemed Church. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I have to see these. Yes, <laughs> and it's like literally, there are times when I've seen stuff on Twitter about just like, oh, something, something, what church is this? We'd be like, Redeemed, the first comment, Redeemed. Ah! And I'm like, oh, You know, like, oh I don't even know what to say because I can totally relate. And it sucks because. Mm. Redeemed, honestly, from my experiences of going to two redeemed churches, mm. a lot of them are focused on the tithing, of course, the money, the offerings, mm. the cash. And there's not
0: even one. One is offering, one no. is for all all they're the building
1: services, <laughs> one is for the food. life. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, the church I used to You life. go
0: <laughs> around the tithing table like multiple, five times in one multiple multiple service.
1: baskets. The church I used to Yo, with,
0: they had you show, tithe for the day show, that um, you were born. When was that born? It's to tithe.
1: <laughs> whoever's been to this, who went to my church. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. But this is literally my experience, and you know I'm not lying. They have operation named Maya. You know what operation named Maya is? Mm. Building church fund. That's a separate fund. They have tithing, separate fund. Offering, separate fund. Special so fund for the preacher who was specially preaching that day. Did we I ask <laughs> That's four different funds. One eight-hour Sunday service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So your Sunday service starts at 7.30 oh a.m. Mean, too, you go in there for Bible study. Bible study ends at 8. You start praise and worship 8.30 to 9.30. That's mm-hmm. done. Preacher comes to preach between 9 to 12. Some special choir or whatever happens between 9 and 12. Between and one 12, 12 and two, lunch. They do not feed you lunch. Between 12 and 2 you have the special preacher come. Then the rest of the service, they're collecting money for a Unless he gets his communion. So you're there from literally 7 to 3. It's literally like I go to school Monday through Friday. Oh, then I go to church on Sunday Monday. Like when do I get a break? I go to church so I can feel at peace, so I can feel like I have exactly. a community, an
0: escape from
1: the world, I don't that's wanna, how it should be. Exactly. I don't want to feel like I'm being hounded. And some mm-hmm. people avoid church. I've, like People, till today, will do church online because they don't... Mm-hmm. The church is really great for community when it's done right. Yes, that's, absolutely. We don't need a place where people shout are... Shout out
0: famous. to Calvary Chapel, Breath of Life. <laughs> hey. I don't know what
1: <laughs> church that is, but... That's okay. Oh, African-American that. church. Actually, not I can actually shout out to uh, the Tabernacle Church of Laurel too, I guess. Since we're church <laughs> 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 Church of Laurel. They're actually really good. They have like a mixture of everybody. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. My congregation could cook. That's all I have for. Oh, buy. yes. I mean, the food. Yes. Oh, my God. <sighs> now I don't know about pandemic. Oh, oh my God. God. They used to
0: have the little. Like, I know. Once the pandemic control. is over. Like, I'm going to yeah. get it in. It's so I don't good. care. I Asian
1: food. Ethiopian food. I don't get the Nigerian food. Yeah. But like, <laughs> when you have a church that's all like within community. Even mm-hmm. this church. They'd be like, you can tithe online. But literally, it's tithing offering. That's it, and it's at the same time every Sunday. No pressure, no stress. You don't have to come out. You can do it all yes, online. There's my no. My pastor
0: life. even said, "Give what you can, give what's on your heart, God, what God lays on your heart, and that's at, it." Bruh, at the Redeemed Church, but they be begging pastor. you, "Come on, you can't get more. You can't get oh, more." at the African, you know you have more than clearly. I don't. I have to eat two. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're making jokes,
1: but it's real. Right. I remember a time, actually I remember multiple times. My mom was she was an usher, mm-hmm. which is funny because we're talking about how ushers would have cleared out the Capitol more than an Usher wouldn't have let you in the Capitol. Okay? Like if you go to a black church, an Usher would have be been like, Nah, oh, well, they're not playing games with you, but when I was in the redeemed church, there was many a times when literally the pastor would be like, Okay, we're collecting money for this fund, right? So whatever the fund was for that month. Mm-hmm. it would be, okay, they would not start saying, Uncle Joseph, you, you just said you get a new job, right? But then I'll come to the front. Ah! <laughs> oh, Uncle, Uncle Thomas, ah, come on now, God has blessed you. God has blessed you already. Yeah, come, 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 come. They would not- <laughs> and then I was at one point she called she would call me out, she was like, I ah, this she just graduated college. I had just graduated Harvard University. This just ah! Uh, you are blessed with a job in Jesus' name. When you come to the front, I was like, uh, <laughs> To do with like, I don't have a job yet. <laughs> like, she would call my mom out. No. She would call everybody's parents out like, ah. Dickin' Joseph. Dickin' this. Dickin' that. Oh yeah, now you are dickin' this. Come and make an example. Come and stand in the front. Uh. they the be like, ah. One on thousand dollars now. It's not just, it's just one thousand. Come on. <laughs> one thousand. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What? They'd be like, what not you give us one thousand stimulus? <laughs> No, now reduce it to five hundred. Okay okay okay, okay, okay. okay. If if one hundred people come out and you give one hundred, come on, we already reached our goal. Okay, come on, side Okay. Okay. Fifty dollars. Okay. And they'll just keep dropping and dropping. Okay. Okay. Bring bring what you have. Of
0: course. should have been where you began. Anywho, but yeah, I I can relate. Like, look, we got stories for days, but I'll try to keep mine short. There was uh, a few times at my grandma's church, I'm not gonna say the name, because I still know people there. Um, so basically, they had an all-nighter, which is like a whole teenage thing, you know, just to have fun and hang out or whatever. Um, There's a couple times there that there was a, a youth pastor, I went twice, the first year around, there was a youth pastor that, you know, was, I guess, trying to get to know me, ask questions about me and my life, not knowing that he was planning to use the information he found out about me and the sermon the next day. Oh. Yeah. So, did it, you say your name? He didn't say my name, no. Uh, well, no I, it, but still, yeah, like, it's, come it's, on, it's, it's something because, yeah, personal. You know, you know yeah. that it was
1: about you, but it sucks because it's probably, he'll probably use it as, like, I was led,
0: you know, like, right. spiritual shit. Like, you, you knew that based mm-hmm. on asking me questions that that was your intent. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, for me, I was offended. And not only did it happen, Wants to happen again the second time. I don't remember exactly what information or what he said the second time around, but I guess it was based off something I had done the night before. Because it was like Friday and Saturday night was the um, the sleepover or whatever, and then we would stay over until that Sunday morning when people would come. And then, you know, that would be the church service. Oh, night so.
1: vigil into the... Like a vigil? No, not,
0: not so much a vigil so it would just be the teenagers um, staying from Friday to Saturday and they would stay there till Sunday morning get ready at the actual place because they had like showers and bedrooms upstairs like, stairs and stuff like that and then the um, what's it called congregation whatever was downstairs oh, oh. in the basement oh, yeah a Different church. Yeah. It was different. <laughs> um, and so yeah maybe it was something he observed of me I don't remember this was like over a decade ago and uh, he mentioned something about me again and this time my mom was pissed. She was like, I'm going to talk to him. She wow. didn't, of course. But it's like things like that, why why make my personal life an example? You know what I mean? It's and one thing to make an example of somebody who doesn't go to the church. Right. Or if you wanted to preach a sermon, you don't even have to use people it's that like a miracle. Like that kind like, of oh, tells me about your lack of skills about preaching mm-hmm. to me. Anyway, so that was if something he really that happened. needed, like, he, he really needed something to talk about. Um, I don't know why he was so he obsessed out with out me. I, mean, I, don't, I don't blame him.
1: you were of age at that point? No! Oh,
0: no. No, I was, like, a teenager, like, maybe 16, 17. Uh, I definitely okay. wasn't at 18, because I didn't hit 18 until I got to college. This was when I was in high school, so. Yeah, and I hate the fact that, yeah.
1: they, you know, there's the, with the whole priest thing and the popes and the mm-hmm. sexual assaults that happen with yeah. the Catholics. It sucks because it's kind of like gravitating mm-hmm. into, like, everybody else's Christian life because, yes, they're, they're pretty much one of the largest Christian groups in the mm-hmm. world, so when you have that kind of negative connotation attached to you, it mm-hmm. makes every other Christian look bad, regardless if I'm Catholic or not. So there's always people who choose mm-hmm. not to be Christian simply because they're like, well, look at that church. They're raping kids. Why would I want to be a Christian? Look at that church. Yeah. All they ask for is money. Why would I want to be part of that?
0: Yeah. And look at that church. They don't care if I show up. And these little Trump supporters are not making it any better. I really don't feel like in their hearts that they're really truly Christians. Because if you knew anything of the Bible, it says love your brother. And you're not doing that. Um, they do it, everything in the opposite. I really don't understand
1: it. How can you do all these things and then say you love God? What, what Bible are you reading? I don't know. It's,
0: it, like, I, I can't understand it.
1: What Bible would it say for you to invade the capital.
0: <laughs> well, they will use that, that story about Jesus going in the church, in the, or what was okay. it, uh, uh, temple and flipping the tables no, and stuff like that Oh go, to justify yeah. their situation. It's not the same. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's, it's they probably believe
1: the that Trump lost because something went wrong, not because he actually lost. So because of that, they're going to stick to that story and then use that to further their agenda and uh yeah
0: mm-hmm. so tiring mm-hmm. these people. So, over it yeah. anywho let's uh, let's get into some facts so 23 percent of pastors deal with mental illness mm. not much of a surprise there and 35 percent of americans believe bible study cures mental illness yeah because they tell they you to go to church Mm-hmm. You say you have a problem, you're depressed, they tell you Look, I remember growing up, talking to my mom about situations at school, about me getting bullied and stuff like that. Oh, just ignore it and pray about it. I could never it. tell my parents Like, about it. yeah, praying about it's cool, don't get me wrong. My parents Lit.
1: treated my sister like trash Aww. when she said she was being bullied. There was a point when they actually came to our house to like try to fight her. And we no. had to like, yeah, we had to like chase them away to the point that she chose not to graduate. Like she chose not to walk on stage because she was that like... She oh had God. so many like people against her, and you know, I guess she stood up for herself. Yeah, but she was just like, I'm not taking this. Overwhelmed, like, yeah, it's just, it's just exactly. everybody against and her. person. And she didn't do well stuff. in school because she was overwhelmed with the people constantly. How and it was Reservoir because she also went to school. I'm reservoir. not surprised. Yeah, the Reservoir is a racist high schools. Yes, and I'm what? calling
0: y'all out. I don't care. Come for me. I graduated, what's And that? my parents were like, it's <laughs> your
1: fault, you started this problem, wow. and if you had done
0: better in school, you would be
1: able to get better grades, and if you had focused on your schools and not making friends, Blah blah blah." because they didn't understand what the idea of bullying is. They can't relate. Because I don't even know, I don't even know. I who. feel bad for her. I
0: wish I could give her a hug right now. That's so depressing. Yeah. And she still has to deal
1: with that memory and all that stuff, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, she had to, she had to, I was like, why would you not walk? She's like, I don't like anybody in that school. Why do I want to walk on stage and smiling yeah. in their faces, like I don't Aww. care. So she was like, Just send my diploma. Like, I'm Is this good. the
0: one I know about? Yeah, from the trip. Oh, yeah. Poor thing.
1: So, and my parents, didn't sorry, make it, my parents didn't make it any better by, you know, housing her, making her feel like it was her fault for other people treating her badly in school. Like, don't you see how that can weigh a child <laughs> down? <laughs> because African parents, for some reason, do not, not understand. Not only do you it. have to suffer it at school, you have to also suffer it at they home. They don't understand the idea of mental and health, and they do not understand the idea of, like, Emotional well-being for young adults mm-hmm.
0: they, if, because they don't deal with their emotional. Well, being. Yeah. They don't
1: even go to therapy themselves. so how can you help your child get help?
0: I definitely think we should dive into this more like on a separate episode because I feel like this is a much bigger topic like that we to therapy talk. or something? Or, yeah, or just like school and bullying and We'll get into it, but look out for that in a future episode because of course we've been through it We've experienced it as well. You we also know other people have gone through it so mm-hmm. Uh, If you experience bullying, which I'm pretty sure 99.9% of you have, just know that you're not alone because we have stories and we'll also tell you how we've gotten past it as well. But moving on to church hurt. (laughs) Uh, Also, every year about 2.7 million church members drop from church membership. That's a lot of people. Um, One of the main reasons is attributed to leaving um, as hurt and wounded victims after experiencing some form of abuse disillusionment or gaslighting or um, from feelings of abandonment or neglect That's, that yeah. sucks
1: because you're supposed to go to church to get help you're supposed to go yeah. to church for support for community for right. somewhere to, so most people are going to church because it's their last resort and so you go to church and then people treat you like shit while you're there or they don't even acknowledge you at all Yeah. or they look at you like you're out of place you know god forbid you're yeah. uh, I was you wear the wrong thing wrong outfit and it's like oh What is she doing here? Is she Mm -hmm. lost? Is she in the wrong place? Oh my god. And it's like, is this not church? Right. What did I miss? So it sucks that that's reality now, but Mm -hmm. I appreciate the churches where you can walk in and they'll smile right in your face. Just like they're supposed to for every single person who walks in the door, no matter what you're wearing. But an African church though, I -hmm. can't speak for that. Because I have been in multiple African churches and if you do not, like literally there are times when it's like, if I'm out of laundry, I can't go to church. If all my good clothes, quote mm-hmm. unquote, are dirty, I can't go to church because I it cannot can't be wear. an excuse to skip. For real, <laughs> for real. Like I can't show my knees, yeah, my legs, yeah. my dress is too high. I have to wear a jacket. Even until now, my mom is still stuck on that. If I'm going outside with a tank top, she's like, "Are you not going to wear? a are jacket? Are you not
0: 28 years old? Doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> if I even now, if like my, I've been without this bra life for like how many years now? Mm-hmm. My no bra life is not changing, and she's still like, she
0: oh, should probably wear a bra." You know, you don't want people to look at you. I think at the very least you should wear pasties. At the very least. That, that's just my opinion. Nah. If I could go braless, trust me, I would. <laughs> i just put on some no. pasties and, and keep them moving. And what, what, what I've been doing, because yeah. it's cold... Because it's cold, because
1: y'all know in the summertime, I don't care. Because mm-hmm. it's cold, I get the little sticky thing, and I put the it across pasties. my boob. Uh, the skims mm, thing? Yeah. Athletic to Yes, I get that one. Yeah. And I literally just do a uni boob, Like, I just want one side to the other. So to just make the... Because it doesn't change the fact that I'm braless. Because some people like to lift it up, but I'm, I just put it across because all I want is just to kind of, like, flatten the nipple. Because when I get cold, it gets... <laughs> you don't want it no it gets, headlights. Yeah, it gets aggressive. <laughs> So if, even <laughs> with the tape, it's still like you know, but it's not as aggressive as it is without the tape. But in the summertime, look, don't look. It's not my problem. I don't control where your eyes go. But my mom is all stuck on this mindset of just like, well, you know, old people mindset and old baby boomers and you know where where, where she was from and how she was raised. Stuck on the mindset of mm-hmm. I control what the guy does to me, kind of like Backwards. Yeah, like if, if he's Backwards. looking at me, it's my
0: fault. If my if if I, I I could have, be in sweatpants, and this literally happened in middle school. Mm -hmm. And a family member told me, oh, they're looking at your behind because you'd be wearing tight pants. I I wear sweatpants most of the time because freshman year in high school anyway, um I didn't wear a lot of jeans. I was mainly like a sweatpants girl because I couldn't find pants of my size. Like I'm like, a little thick at the bottom. I don't know if y'all seen pictures of me, but follow me, Miss Judy underscore 1028 <laughs> on Instagram. And if you really want to see what I look like. But like yeah, I was wearing sweatpants. And then I was, you know, telling that family member, like I keep getting a lot of stares. Like this is a new experience for me. I'm no in high school. I have a lot of older like you know, going to school with a lot of older guys. And it like, yeah, it's because you wear tight pants.
1: I don't like it's your fault like if I'm I also had this conversation with my once again toxic father who mm-hmm. said That he was actually he said he was at work They were having a training mm-hmm. and it was like a classroom. He was like he was telling my mom the audacity. He was telling yeah. my mom you know, this is one girl who comes in there, and her butt is really big, and she's always waving her butt around in the uh, in the room. So huh, not does at. she not walk? <laughs> bruh, bruh, he was like, he was like, she's doing it on purpose because she sees all these men in the room, and she's walking around with tight pants like that. If you know your butt is big, why are you walking around like that? My mom was like, so you cannot just not look at the butt. My dad was like, ah. I control what I'm looking at. all is- places in the room to look. He literally says he can't control TV like it. this? Yeah. He says she can't control where his eyes go because if her butt is so big, his eyes automatically gravitate to her butt. So by default, it's her problem and her decision to now change her clothing to suit him and all the other men in the room. How so about this? How about this? Power. I'm gonna
0: make a suggestion. look, 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 look. If you have that concern about women's tight pants, tight clothes, loose fitting, whatever, showing too much. Buy her some motherfucking clothes. And the story. If you're not willing you to won't. do that, please shut
1: the fuck up. And these are the same men that go to church, the same men you will see praising God oh single single, hallelujah, in church all the time. But then they go out in public to work, to work, and all they can do is chastise a woman and act misogynistic. It's like what do you want from us? What are we supposed to do? So in your perfect world, I would just dress like a nun and and just be, just for your looks. In fact, not for your looks because you don't want me. You have a wife. You have whatever. You just don't want to have to be caught doing something you shouldn't be doing because apparently that's my fault. If you make a mistake, let's say you cheat on your wife or whatever because you were staring at another woman and oh my god, you lost the ability to make your own choices. It was her fault. (laughs) It was her fault for dressing wrongly because I wouldn't have done that if she had dressed Accordingly if she wasn't showing her butt, I wouldn't have been tempted. That's basically what you're saying So how are we as Christian women supposed to even relate to
0: that like you're saying two things Some of us with more of assets we didn't ask for literally okay Like and there's and only so to... much I can do. There's only so many kinds of pants that can fit yeah. me. Fashion Nova is like my only chance at this point <laughs> My only option at this point Like and give yeah, us a yeah. break, okay? <laughs> you were
1: to wear and you're a
0: thicker woman, no matter what you wear, you will still be thick. I mean I get it there's certain clothes that you shouldn't wear, I was so but be- people can't change how their body was built. Even when like... I go
1: to church now, when I go to an African church, I can't wear a dress above my knee. Mm-hmm. If it's above my knee, I have to change. I feel uncomfortable. Like, I'll just go wear pants. Like, I just feel like they're going to be staring at me. One time this mm-hmm. lady told me to go put pantyhose on because my knees were showing. So where are you supposed to get it from Or already? I had to go back home because I live in Laurel. My mom told me to go back home and get the pantyhose. Because I, I was in the choir, so I couldn't be on stage without pantyhose because they didn't want my knees showing. So, so somebody
0: would look at your knees and get horny. No, yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like we're talking a lot of BS, but keep in mind this is not all churches we're referring to. It's just certain churches and certain mindsets that we have to dealt with, deal with. Excuse yep. me. So that takes me kind of to my next point. Nearly 40% of Americans between 18 and 29 have no particular religious affiliation. I also count myself with that too because I'm non-denominational. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that they don't believe in God, but they don't follow a set denomination. Also, there has been a drop from 42% in 2008 to 37% in 2017 for regular attendees as well. Well, yeah, and definitely this year it did not help. Oh, yeah. Well, last year it did I mean, not I think, help, I think and it's uh, like once even churches open back up, it's, it's going to be not, even lower. It's not going to be the same. Because insane. people are not acclimated to the online church thing. I still can't do it. So, like, I'm, I'm yearning for the day when I can go back and hug my church family because I miss them yeah. Um, but yeah I think it's gonna definitely drop um, due to quarantine and corona yeah for sure because
1: now you know you can definitely do it online and you're perfectly fine so it's like yeah what's the rush to go to church you know right but yeah do we want to ask any questions or? yeah we um,
0: can do one okay, <laughs> okay let's <dang>. see <laughs> um, well I <I'd laughs> asked one sure do you believe that as Christians that we actually need the church as far as like going to a physical location that's hard yeah <laughs> i
1: think i think we do only because mm-hmm. it's the same reason like people who are in prison like want to see people outside mm-hmm. it's like you need community you need people you need presence you don't you can yes, you can do most things by yourself. Sure, right. you can do most things over the phone, the no, you know. But sometimes physical, actual physical touch yeah. losing
0: that personal touch definitely—it ma-
1: yeah. makes a difference for a lot of people. It makes it weird. <laughs> exactly. That's why a lot of people yeah. actually fell into depression during Corona, or early on during Corona, because mm-hmm. you lost like drastically lost the human connect. Yeah. So I think yeah, going to church, but you have to go to the right place because sometimes going to the wrong place will make your situation even worse. Now you go to the wrong church, you're seeing them in person, and they're making you feel like, damn, I didn't want to come back here. So, mm-hmm. you have to find the right church for you. Absolutely. And don't be like a church hopper either. You don't want to go through 10, 20 churches. Stick through a church. See how it works. Talk, Actually make efforts.
0: Yeah. Don't just sit in the Pray audience. and, and about just, it. You know. You have to actually
1: communicate with people and, yeah. and let them know that you're interested in being part of the community. And then, if they don't bring you into the community, then you know this not for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can do But, yeah. Okay.
1: Well,
0: uh, that's all the questions that I have. Well, unless... Do we have time for one more? Sure, we can do one. Okay. Time. So how would you encourage others who have strayed away from the faith to come back? Dang. Uh <laughs> no, this was a tough one. I think I'll I'll go ahead and start off the answer. Um personally, uh, I'm not the best example of Christianity. I swear like a sailor, y'all know this, okay? Um, however, I would definitely pray with them and encourage them to find a church home that they do like. Um, church hopping is, like she said, I wouldn't recommend it, but you know, in order to find that church home that you need, you will have to um, at some point. Definitely go online. There's a lot of church websites that have like bylaws and what they're about so i mean of course you won't really know until you visit um because a, a lot of churches now they just want more members because that means more tithes for them um but definitely seek um prayer i feel like if you have that spiritual connection with god he revealed to you uh, which church you should go to which one you mm-hmm. should find that as, as your home so that's what i would recommend well um on top of what she said i i think the beginning stages
1: when, if you lose faith or if you lose the motivation to actually, you know, try anymore religiously, I think one thing you should probably start off with is getting a religious mentor. Mm-hmm. Getting somebody who you look up to religiously. Sometimes it could just be literally a video on YouTube or a pastor on YouTube that you like watching and yes. you don't have to physically know somebody who's religious and blah blah. But mm-hmm. if you do know somebody who's religious, talk to them. Let them know, you know, what you're trying to do or your feelings or why you can't seem to find your way back. And hopefully that person does lead you in the right direction and doesn't make things worse for you and actually speak positively and tell you what you need to hear or need to know mm-hmm. and then from then on i think that would be enough motivation to kind of give you the boost you need to walk into Absolutely. a church and then when you walk into a church you you know then you know what you said you find what works and what doesn't work because not all churches are for everyone so yes don't stick around in the churches because because that's how i ended up leaving my redeemed church when i started to realize
0: to learn more about this. I'm I'm intrigued now. I want yeah, to learn more. I mean, about this That church. that's also
1: what led to the BCS thing <laughs> and you know, that's a whole different topic, but you know like it's they have this they have this mindset that kind of pushes you more left and right and what sucks is you have all these older uh, preachers who don't see that the future is the younger generation, so they don't really focus on trying to speak to us. Mm-hmm. So then we end up... On leaving. our level. Yeah, they're not on our yes. level. So then that's why I relate more to preachers who are around my age, who are like early 30s or whatever. Because I can be like, you know what, you you are talking to me right now because I can totally relate. Because yes. your experiences are very close to mine. But right. somebody who's 60, different, different yeah, era, different generation, different, different mindset. Everything, so it's like I yeah. can't relate. And then they want to try to tell you what to do. And you're like, you don't even know what I'm going through. You don't even know half the stuff that I have to deal with on the yeah. this day and age. Like, and come on. let's not
0: mention also the racial disparities as well. A lot of church leaders when I was going to college are older white folks. So <laughs> they don't know what I'm going through yeah. You know, as the a older young black, folks black person. They don't even know how
1: to relate because most of the older black folks that I deal with are more... Nigerian and Mm. more African traditional. Exactly. So they're they're actually coming from Nigeria here. So they don't Mm. they can't even relate fully to the racism in America because they came American culture. Exactly. They spent half over half of their lives in Nigeria and they come here and then it's like now they're just living normally. They don't really have to deal with racism as much, but we're in the midst of everything. We're actively mostly trying to acclimate ourselves and we're enduring a lot of stuff that they can't relate to. So how can you tell me or preach to me about stuff you don't even know about or can't relate to? Mm-hmm. Or you want to listen to, to be honest. Then they don't. you want to explain something, they're like, oh, let they're already trying to just They're stuck in their ways. Exactly, so it doesn't... I just don't bother. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my advice. Find somebody who you can relate to, tell them. And then find a church and then start from there and then talk to the pastor. You know, like, let them know your goals. Because when you let Absolutely. a church who cares about you know... The churches want you to be involved. Of course. They want you to partake. That's the whole people community. in the church. The community yeah. in the church is what keeps the church going. Churches don't just stand on their own by themselves with mm-hmm. no help, so I definitely recommend you know talk to somebody about that. Yeah, that's good advice, actually. I yeah. like that. So yeah, that's uh I think that's it, right? That's it. Okay, so the um resources are of course for Black Lives Matter, mental health um resources will be listed later, um, primary care physician better help, uh employee assistance programs TherapyForBlackGirls.com. We got information from the Washington Post um reachrightstudios.com which has church statistics and uhs something something.com
0: 10 things that's basically yeah. what we got our mental health yeah. tip <laughs> I'm about to get into awesome right now so the mental health tip of the week is to quiet your mind try meditating mindfulness and or prayer ah. Um, relaxation, exercises, and prayer can improve your state of mind and outlook on life. In fact, research shows that meditation may help you feel calm and enhance <laughs> what you're doing right now. <laughs> and enhance the effects the of therapy. <laughs> so definitely take some time. Um, one thing, oh gosh, what's the name of that freaking meditation thing? It's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you'll see it as a whole um new thing that just came on Netflix that helps people meditate. Hmm. Watch it. Follow it. Let it help you out. Meditation will definitely get you to that level mentally where you need to be to focus and just get things done.
1: Yeah. I, I want to practice all of those things this year. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for coming to another episode. Yeah. And make sure you, of course, subscribe so you can know when the next episodes come out, share mm-hmm. with your friends and family because they won't know about us unless you tell them we are doing what we can to tell people. But mm-hmm. definitely helps if you guys worry about, you know, the quickest way to spread news mm-hmm. is to tell people about it. If you enjoy the episode, share it. If you think somebody could relate to the episode who also feels the same way, everybody can Share ask. this episode. If you're struggling with your religious faith and all that stuff, share the episode. It might be the boost they need to, you know. Move forward.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. I hope you we were able to solve one of your problems. Today. <laughs> Mom, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.